Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi, everybody. And welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. <sighs> nice little mini vacay. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Everyone. Yes, we've missed a week or two now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, Just like all of you, we uh-huh. were on vacation. We're on vacation. I was a little under the weather. No, it was not the Rona. No. But, it was uh, just regular under the weather. Yes, regular under the weather. But uh, yes, we, we survived. Yeah. And we will survive. We'll be all right. You uh, looking forward to Monday? In, in a way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yes and no. Yes. Oh, well. It's just, uh, honestly, it's just uh, getting up in the morning part. That's it. That's, that's the main yeah, thing. I'm kidding, man. And staying awake. Yeah. But, I mean, Simpsons guy doesn't do coffee, but I do. Yeah, no. I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm even trying to stay away from Coke, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how this uh, no caffeine thing works out for me. Yeah, but Coca-Cola's delicious. <sighs> yeah, but you have, I don't know. I've, I've, I've gone like months yeah. without drinking some, and, you know, you drink. Your first sip, I'm like, uh But then yeah. you keep drinking and you get hooked on it again. And then it just goes down easier and yeah. then you're back where you started. Exactly. Yeah, so got to be so careful with that. It's one of those evil, evil, sweet, sweet things out yes. there. Yes, so evil but so good. Mm-hmm. With a lot of ice. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, we're <laughs> anyway, not here to this discuss. Is not, this is not an advertisement for yeah, uh, We're not here to discuss cold. any of that. <laughs> we're here to talk about The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> Guys, again, it's not the run. <laughs> I think I mentioned this earlier. Back in the day, we, we you had to cough to cover up a fart. Yeah. But now you have to fart to cover up a cough. Oh, how the tables have turned. Yes. The yes. world is upside down. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we're here to discuss the 10th episode in the 5th season of The Simpsons, which originally aired December 16th of 1993. And the episode is called Springfield. Yes. But... The S is not an S. No, it is a dollar sign. Yep, it's a dollar sign. So uh, it's safe to say this episode has something to do with money. Yes, it does. And so we do have a chalkboard gag again in this season. We went through that little dry spell of... uh, Like four episodes? Yeah, something like that. And Bart is writing on the course on the chalkboard. I will not say Springfield just to get applause. One of those cheap pops the wrestlers get? Yeah. How you doing, Milwaukee? Ah! Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. And we do have, a, of course, our couch gag. And it is a good couch gag. However, we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It is the family running into each other and breaking into pieces. Like they're all made of porcelain or Ooh. something. <laughs> and uh, then Santa's little helper goes in there to see what goes on after yep. they shatter. Mm-hmm. So not an original one, but... Still a good one. Still a good one. So, uh, we're going to open up this episode. Again, not watching TV, but this time we're, they're watching an old news, newsreel. Yes. And the newsreel goes, The News on Parade Corporation presents 
News on Parade Corporation News. Yes. Uh, it's an awful lot of something for nothing there. Yes. This is these old, you know, if you've ever seen the old historical news Propaganda like thing. this. Yes, yes. And, you know, the narrator continues, bringing you the world of current events. And they show an atomic bomb blowing up in the background. A soldier smiling and all his teeth falling off. Yeah. And he's giving the thumbs up. Yep. And then we see a bunch of new gadgets. Yes. And the, One of them is a TV. Yes, it is a TV. We have the family sitting in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And there is a train coming down the tracks on the TV. And what did the family do? They raise their hands. They, get, they all get scared when the train reaches towards the... Uh, yeah, because they think it's going to run over them or yes, something. Even though they're watching it mm-hmm. on, a TV, on a small TV. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the uh, narrator continues, and he says, And Hollywood, look, it's Amos from Radios. Amos and Andy. And uh, Amos comes out. Does his uh, greeting, hello, everybody. Yep, classic. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amos and Andy, very, very old show. Very For old. those of you that don't know. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, narrator keeps going, and it's Springfield, City on the Grove. Right? He keeps going. It's a proud day as Springfield is declared one of America's 400 fastest growing cities. And why not? Business is booming. Half the country wears Springfield galoshes. And they show the people wearing them right there. Mm-hmm. And, and say hello to the state's first aqua car factory. Keep <laughs> them coming, boys. Yeah. I don't get the purpose of this. Because they have cars rolling off the assembly line. Into the water. Into the water. Yes. Into Yeah, I don't get that. And... And it keeps going. The city's even in the celebrity business. Everyone knows Professor Rubbermouth hails from Springfield. And they cut to Professor Rubbermouth, and he's got the mortarboard, and he's got the robe, like he's giving a lecture. Mm-hmm. He spreads his arms wide, o- wide open. He smiles, and we see he's got like four billiard balls in his mouth. Yeah, just some weird stunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the narrative keeps going. Everyone's chipping in. Even this fellow. And they show a dog with a sign that says, I'll pull for Springfield. Right. Look to be one of those wiener dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he concludes. So watch out, Utica. Springfield is a city on the grow. And it ends like that. Yes. Yeah. So horrible. Very, very horrible. And since this is an old newsreel, we have younger versions of people watching it. Yes. And this was happened to be a young Abe Simpson and Jasper. Next thing you know, we see them walking down the streets, coming out of the the theater, and Abe looks good, mm-hmm. but Jasper... Jasper's cool when he's young. Yeah, he looks like he's wearing a zoot suit, that, he's got that big, bushy, black beard. Yeah. He just looks like he's got it all together. Right, Jasper's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then Abe's like, ha! The way people act around here, you'd think the streets were paved with gold. And Jasper responds, they are. And we see a, a car trying to break in the street, but it's getting no traction on the streets of gold. The streets of gold, so it's just sliding all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so we have a time shift, and it goes into the future to 1993. Mm-hmm. And it's Abe and Jasper in the same place. However, it's 40 years in the future, right? And they age, and this what was this nice town is now polluted. And there's gunfire and sirens going on. I'd say the uh, town aged as well as Abe did, which is not good at all. Not good. Yes. And uh, (laughs) they walk by the same theater and they're not showing uh, newsreels anymore. It's an adult theater. Adult, yes. Very adult. Yes. and the uh, We won't uh, repeat the names of the movie that we're saying. I know. I, I will just say that I was surprised that that... Made it on. Yes. So many other things don't. Mm hmm so yeah I don't know about that one so as now they're walking past the <laughs> modern streets of Springfield they run into a bump mm-hmm. <clears throat> the bump's there you got any spare change man Abe's like yes and you ain't getting any everybody wants something for nothing and as he says that they both walk into the social security building mm-hmm. and they, we just hear Abe goes I'm old give me give me give me yep Hey, he did say everybody wants something for nothing. He did say everyone. He did not exclude himself. No, he did not. And so we cut to the power plant. And Homer is in the bathroom, humming. And uh, he looks into the toilet and he says, Hey, there's something you don't see in a toilet every day. And it's a 
pair of thick horn rimmed glasses. And he picks them up, gross, out of the toilet. Mm-hmm. You can clean them off. Yeah. And he says, anyone lose their glasses? No one answers. And he says, last chance. And he says, woohoo. And so he puts them on after getting them out of the toilet. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a nerd now. And he feels like a nerd, I guess. So he starts saying, the sum of the square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. And then some guy who's sitting on the john says, that's a right triangle, you idiot. Don't. <laughs> so uh, Homer, when he's trying to be smart. Still can't do it. Still can't do it. He did sound uh, like he knew what he was talking about there for a second. For a second. Mm-hmm. And so we cut to Burns' office, Mr. Burns, and he's saying farewell to his very, very distinguished guest. So Burns goes, thank you so much for your visit to our plant, Dr. Kissinger. And this yes. is Dr. Henry Kissinger. Yes, of course, the legendary Henry Kissinger. He says, it was fun. And then Smithley goes, well, we'll let you know if your glasses turn up. He says, uh, yes, well, I'm sure I left them in the car. And then he hears his voice in his head. He says... No one must know. I dropped them in the toilet. Not I, the man who drafted the Paris Peace Accord. <laughs> and then, after he says that, we come to a genuinely awkward moment in this show. Because all three of them just stand around like, oh, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, eh, not knowing what to say next. And then, Burns and Smither decide to awkwardly walk away. They just close the door. Mm-hmm. On. And Smither goes, sir... Bad news from accounting. The economy's hit us pretty bad. <laughs> I love Burns' says, Hey, tough times, huh? I've lived through 12 recessions, 8 panics, and 5 years of McKinleynomics. I'll survive this. Which, good lord, how old is Mr. Burns? Yes, apparently he was in business when McKinley was in pre- was president. Which was in the late 1900s. <laughs> yeah, 97. I mean, I mean no, 1890-something. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, late, 1900s. late 1800s. Uh-huh. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, how old is this dude? Yeah. I imagine his blood type is pickle. Something his like that. His body's been pickled I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Good Lord. Mm-hmm. And Smithers says, well, even so, sir, we could stand to lay off a few employees. And Burns goes, oh, very well. And he, of course, he's standing by his monitors, right? He's like, lay off him, 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 him. Then he sees Homer. But Homer's wearing Dr. Kissinger's glasses. He says, hmm, better keep the egghead. He might just come in handy. Of course, it's a good thing he never remembers who the hell Homer is. I know, right? He just saved himself. Homer just saved himself, too. That's hilarious. Yep. Kept his job. Yes. And so we go back to the Simpsons' house, and Lisa is talking to Homer. She's like, Dad, you shouldn't wear glasses that weren't prescribed for you. And then Homer goes to Bart. Yes. Lisa, just because you're 10 feet tall doesn't mean you can tell me what to do. And Bart's looking at him like, I'm Bart. And Lisa snatches them off. You know, he says, give me those. Yep. And then uh, we hear the newscaster yes. reading the news o- over the TV, right? He's like, and finally, Henry Kissinger was hospitalized today after walking into a wall. <laughs> uh, apparently, he did really did need these glasses. Yes. And so this anchor says, and now over to Kent Brockman for some grim economic news. So we go over to Kent and Kent goes, Scott. Things aren't as happy as they used to be down here at the unemployment office. I, I don't imagine the unemployment office would ever be happy. Yeah. But he says, joblessness is no longer just for philosophy majors. Useful people are starting to feel the pinch. I guess we know how he feels about philosophy majors. Yes, or the writers, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see Barney there, and he says, I haven't been able to find a job in six years. And then Ken goes, hmm. And what training do you have? Five years of modern dance, six years of tap. <laughs> wow. So apparently Barney is a, uh, a dancer. Very well trained. trained dancer. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, Kent keeps reading, right? The economic slump began last year when the government closed down Sport, Fort Springfield, devastating the city's liquor and prostitution industries. And then they cut to a scene of the prostitutes standing out of the outside of the closed fort with signs that said, like, what, Fort, fort Bragg? Bragg uh-huh. bust. Oh, God. Well, wait, I didn't know that they considered that an industry. Yeah, I guess so. That's black market type stuff there. Yep. Well, anyway, so he keeps going. Now, at the risk of sounding unpopular, 
this reporter places the blame squarely on you, the viewers. <laughs> and so I guess they're going to have a big town meeting now to what are they going to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so Diamond Joe Quimby, of course, gets on the, stage. The, the illustrious mayor. Yes. He's on stage. He says, I propose that I use what's left of the town treasury to move to a more prosperous town and run for mayor. And uh, once elected, I will send for the rest of you. But the audience isn't buying this. They go, boom! <laughs> and then Lisa speaks up and she says, excuse me, Mr. Mayor. And he recognizes her. He says, the chair recognizes the little chick with the gleam of hope in her eyes. And Lisa goes, this piggy bank contains $15 I've saved for my allowance. It isn't much, but I would like to help. And he says, oh, just what I need to tip the skycaps. <laughs> <laughs> what are the skycaps? Uh, so would they be the uh, stewardesses? Yes, I believe so. I would so. imagine. Right? Yes, so I'm sure. It's, or flight attendants. Yeah. As they're called. What do they call them now, right? Yeah, Whatever they call them now. Yes. And then Mayor Quimby goes, well, the, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Grandpa goes, I'll tell you what, this what made this town great. Good old-fashioned gumption. There's nothing here that a little elbow grease won't fix. So let's roll up our sleeves and... He, starts, he falls asleep and he starts to snore. Yes, and then Quimby isn't having this. He's like, people, people, let's be a little more realistic. And Principal Skinner stands up. He says, now, uh, I hesitate to bring this up, but a number of cities have re rejuvenated their economies with our legalized gambling. And we and hear the crowd. Like, oh, yeah, they start whispering. Uh, yeah. Murmuring, murmuring, yeah. And he goes, There is an added bonus. Some of the revenue could help our underfunded public schools. And everybody uh, just gets quiet. Yeah. So they were all excited about the gambling, but not excited about helping the schools. No. But then Patty speaks up. She says, Well, I like the part about the gambling. <laughs> <laughs> so we know squarely where yes. the people of Springfield stand. At least Patty's honest, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Ned is not sure that God is okay with this. So he asks, of course, Reverend Lovejoy says, what do you think, Reverend? And then uh, this is like ripped from today's headlines. Yeah. Reverend Lovejoy goes, once something has been approved by the government, it is no longer immoral. And everybody, yay! <laughs> and then, of course, Burns jumps in and he says, by building a casino, I can tighten my stranglehold on this dismal town. And, of course, the people of Springfield are totally clueless because they all go, yay! Yes, and then Barney burps, and they're like, yay again! <laughs> and Quimby comes in and he bags his gag. Well, now, there are, are there any objections? And everyone grumbles, and they all start looking at Marge. We, we even hear them say, Marge Simpson, Marge Simpson. Yes, Marge Simpson. Yep, and then Marge says, actually, I think that might really help our economy. And everybody's like, ooh, right? Really surprised. And Quimby's like, very well. Then, instead of fleeing this town, I'll sit back and grow fat off of kickbacks and slush funds. And the audience one more time goes, yeah! And they all cheer as they leave the building. I guess they're going to be happy they're going to be getting ripped off by the mayor. Mm -hmm. And Marge says this could be a whole new beginning for the town, right? For Springfield. Mm -hmm. And Homer is like, and you know what the best part is? We've really done something for the children. Do <laughs> you think Homer was actually thinking about the kids here? Yeah. No. But as they're doing that, there's a lot of stuff already going on in the back, right? People yes. are drinking in the streets. Uh -huh. and yeah, it's all. Uh, there are ladies of ill repute. Yes. Selling their wares out in the. <laughs> selling their wares out, out in the, the streets. streets. Uh -huh. Yes. Ladies of ill repute. Yeah, got to keep it a hey, family man, show, Keeping man. it classy, dude. Uh -huh. Keeping it classy. I like it. And so that is how we end that. And Mayor, we cut to the next scene, and Mayor Quimby is walking with Mr. Burns for a stroll along the uh, site for the new casino. And Quimby says, we're thrilled you've decided to build your casino on our waterfront. So apparently Springfield has a boardwalk, you know, the likes of Coney Island. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, our theory, it's that as a mid-sized city in the Midwest, but somehow has waterfront waterfront property. Yeah. Again, the geographical anomaly that is Springfield. Yep. 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 <sighs> Maybe one day we'll crack the code. One day. One day. <clears throat> and uh, Burns starts talking. He says, "Oh, I'll never forget my 
carefree boyhood days on this old boardwalk. And we have a flashback to young Mr. Burns driving a bumper car with his flowing strawberry blonde hair that he does have in this scene. It's nice and curly. Yes. And he's driving his bumper car into the legs of a workman. The workman's like, why you owe Master Burns? I mean, carry on. I, I can't do an Irish accent. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, was it? Ah. And then so he's there just yelling in pain as Burns keeps smashing his bumper and car. And he's laughing his leg, Just laughing <laughs> the whole time. And the guy's like, ah, ow, ow. Oh, me leg's gone gimpy. Who'll provide for me, little ones? That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> and so, yes, Burns is laughing. And we flash back to the prison. old Mr. Burns. Mm -hmm. And he is laughing. He is having a, an attack. So, so he's, he's laughing at his desk. Yes. And then he's laughing in the shower, which, ew, we had to see him in the shower. Mm -hmm. And then in bed that night, uh -huh. in church, and then at his desk on Monday. Yeah. So this was at least three days you spent laughing, yes. thinking about the time he crippled this old Irishman back when he was a kid. And then he stops and he says, what was I laughing at now? Oh, yes, that crippled Irishman. And he just starts all over again. But he is rudely interrupted by Smithers. Yes. He says, sir, the designers are here with some prototypes for your casino. And the first is a British man who says, gentlemen, I give you Britannia. Gambling with all the glitz and glamour of the British Isles. Best of all, the waitresses and the showgirls are all real Brits. Fresh from the streets of success, they are. <laughs> we see a woman who doesn't look very attractive. No. She's wearing this uh, really short dress Revealing type thing. outfit, yes. And uh, let's just say it uh, doesn't flatter her uh, figure. Yes. Her uh, teeth are very bad. Teeth are very bad. She's got like pasty white skin. <laughs> And she's like, freshen your drink, governor? And Burns just says, get out. <laughs> Next thing we know, we see a hippie. Yes. And he's like, okay, all right, now uh, we'll now dig this, man. And Burns says, get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the hippie's like, ho, ho, wow, uh, let me just get my head together. No! <laughs> Burns has no tolerance for the hippies. Mm -mm. Then we see our good friend, Captain McAllister. Yes. And he says, I'll need three ships and 50 stout men. We'll sail around the horn and return with spices and silk the likes of ye have never seen. And Burns says, we're building a casino. And then Calister goes, uh, arr, can you give me five minutes? <laughs> and Burns is not impressed. Mm -hmm. He just says, idiots, I'll design it myself. I know what people like. It's got to have sex appeal and a catchy name. And we, so he decides on? Mr. Burns' casino as his <laughs> Classy name. Uh, what was on the neon sign? A uh, giant mermaid statue of uh, Mr. Burns. He's even got uh, With the seashells. seashells on his... Uh, Cups, yes. On his non-existent boobs. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very sexy and uh, very catchy name. I, I hope you were kidding about that <laughs> I sexy I am kidding. Video. I am kidding. <laughs> like, oh, I have to re... That's all, re the, that's all the sex appeal he needed, man. Oh. <laughs> ah. That's so ah. bad. It's so bad. Anyway, so we then cut to Lisa and Marge talking back at home. And Lisa's like, Mom, we're having a geography pageant at school. I don't know what state to go as. And Marge says, well, in honor of legalized gambling, why not go as the state of Nevada? No! Nevada makes my butt look big. <laughs> okay, so Marge is going to... Before we continue, how have the uh, times changed? I know, right? Wasn't, that's not like a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Now, uh, everybody wants a big ass. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of doctors getting rich out of that Brazilian yeah. butt lift. Yeah. That's for sure. That's true. A lot of times have changed. Yes, yes, they have. Yes. Terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well. And so March continues. She says, well, then how about going to Florida? You enjoy orange juice and old people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa goes, Dad, what do you think? And Homer just says, shh. I'm trying to teach the baby to gamble. To which Marge asks, why? I got a job at Burns' Casino. As you know, it's been my lifelong dream to become a blackjack dealer. Of course, he's had several lifelong dreams that yes. he keeps bringing up in several episodes. And Marge says, your lifelong dream was to be a contestant on the Gong Show. And you did it in 1977, remember? 
and they flash back to it, and it's Homer and Barney uh, playing a giant harmonica. They're wearing this uh, one-man um, overall? Yeah, huge overalls. Yeah. They're both in half of them, mm-hmm. and they are just getting gonged. Now, for those of you that don't know the gong show, right? Even, this is before my time, but I know what it is. Um, it was like a, a talent show kind mm-hmm. of thing. And if you were great, you wouldn't get gonged. And if you sucked, they would gong you. Mm-hmm. And the more you sucked, the more they would gong you. Yep. <laughs> and then Homer's remembering all this. Is ah, we got more gongs than that great dancing robot that caught on fire. Yeah. I guess he thinks that's a great honor. And yeah. And so uh, we cut to Burns' casino again, and Otto's coming in, and uh, he meets the greeter. So if any of you have ever been to a casino, there are greeters when you get in there. Yeah. Trying to sell you something. Yeah. And then the greeter goes, hello, I'm retired heavyweight boxer George Cooney. Jerry well, Cooney. Jerry, I'm sorry. Am I, I'm thinking of George Foreman. George Cooney? Yeah. That too, that too. Jerry Cooney. He's like, welcome to Mr. Burns' casino. If there's anything I can do to make your visit more enjoyable... Please, just let me know. And Otto says, uh, great, see ya. And he's trying to leave. Uh-huh. And Jerry goes, oh, don't forget to apply for our special VIP Platinum Club for special discounts on. And Otto's not having He's like, hey, I said book up. And he punches him in the jaw. And this former heavyweight boxer collapses to the floor. He just collapses. Yeah, he folds like paper. <laughs> uh, they're keeping up with uh, the career path of George Cooney. Because toward the end, he really did have a glass yeah, jaw. Yeah, he did have a glass jaw. Mm-hmm. And they made fun of him. Yep. <laughs> wow. And so Homer is now working in his new job as a blackjack dealer. Mm-hmm. And so he's there with, on his table and saying, uh, let's see, 18, 27, 35, dealer busts. Looks like you all win again. Um, he didn't bust at 27. I know, right? He kept going. <laughs> one, one more card. <laughs> and then we see this... Typical Texan guy that we see all the time. Yeah. And I feel like every time we see him, the first things that come out of his mouth are, yeah. Now, I know that's not true, but that's just the way it feels. So Yeah, well, I mean, he, as a Texan. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. <laughs> so the Texan goes, yeehaw. Homer, I want you to have my lucky hat. I wore it the day Kennedy was shot, and it always brings me good luck. So I guess he was really happy when Kenny was shot. Man, he was not a fan, I guess. Nope. My goodness. And so Homer says, well, thanks, Senator. Oh, looks like my shift is over. And everybody at the table just goes, uh-oh. And they take All off. Leave. Yes. And we cut to other parts of the casino. And Grandpa Simpson is at the craps table. And he's there shaking the dice. And he's saying, come on, Lucky Seven. Papa needs a new pair of spats. I want some of that sweet, sweet do-re-mi. Fat city, here I come. And now Pooh's there is like, please throw the dice now. Please, now. And, and he says, don't rush me. I have arthritis. So he couldn't let go. Yeah, and the uh, guy working the crap table goes, would the gentleman please release the dice? And Abe's just fine. All right, smart guy. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, I dropped one. Oh, it's in my shoe. Everything goes wrong with Abe, mm. of course. Oh, my goodness. So then we get to actually go inside one of the showrooms in the casino. <laughs> senior moments. Yes, very, a lot of senior moments. <laughs> and we here we see Gunter and Ernst. Yes, Gunter. Gunther, yeah, Gunter and Ernst. <laughs> and this would, they have an albino tiger riding a unicycle. This is a direct... Uh, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. That's exactly who they're talking about. Mm. They're both German... They both work with tigers. White tigers. White tigers, right? That's that's the ultimate, right? And of course, I guess the tigers named Anastasia, right? Yes. They're like, a round of applause, please, for Anastasia. She loves show business so much, nicer than sh- the savagery of the jungle. Ja? And they have a flashback, and we see this tiger sleeping somewhere in Africa, peacefully, and this little jeep pulls up, and one of them says, hey, tiger, and the tiger wake like, up. <laughs> the tiger's like, what What the hell's happening? He was waking up. And he shoots through the tranquilizer dart, and she just dunk, slumps over, goes back to sleep. Why wake him up? Well, just crank him now while they're asleep. Well, apparently, this horrible memory has been enough, and yeah. the tiger goes, 
tiger and of course attacks her owners and tears them to shreds now uh, this is something we brought up before right? yes we have brought it up before mm-hmm. that because they have had these characters before yep and the tigers do turn on them and of course that really happened later on yes after this episode aired maybe a year, a year or two no after. no it was, it was a little bit of time mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly when it happened but it was a little later was it, it wasn't in the 2000s was it if it was, it was in the early 2000s. Yeah. But it did happen. And one, one of them got jacked. Really bad. Mm-hmm. And, but I think we talked about it last time. Is Does that count as a prediction? Or is it just kind of like, duh, that was going to happen at some point? <laughs> kind of low-hanging fruit, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It is. But still, they predicted <laughs> yeah. it would happen on stage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Uh, Simpsons predictions. And so... Bart is walking around the casino, and he finds a quarter, and he throws it into the slot machine, and he hits a jackpot. He's like, woohoo, jackpot! Yes. And then, of course, this kid we always see with the pimples yeah. and the squeaky voice, like, wait a minute, are you over 21? Bart's like, are you? I'm not authorized to answer that. <laughs> and we next thing we know, they're tossing Bart out to the street. Yes. And then Bart goes, by the way, your martinis suck. <laughs> Like Bart was drinking. Who the hell gave this kid a martini? I know. And the kid says, oh, yeah? What are you going to do? Start your own casino in your treehouse and get all your little friends to come? I'd like to see that. (laughs) He starts laughing at him. Mm -hmm. And next thing we know, we see Bart at his treehouse opening up a casino and all of his friends paying admittance to get in. Mm -hmm. And then Bart's like, hi. Hey. Yeah. Welcome. Have a a lucky day. Mm Mm-hmm. And the kid's there and says, well, he certainly showed me. <laughs> well, he did. Yep. So then we cut back to the casino. Yes. And uh, you James Bond fans, we have an homage to James Bond right now. Because we see one of his enemies, Mr. Blofeld. How did you know him as? Number one. Number one. Yes. The head of Spectre. <coughs> and of course, yes. if you guys, even if you guys haven't seen this, it's such an like, like they always make James Bond blackjack references. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, if they did see Austin Powers, yes, this was a number two, number two, right? Yeah. Number two. This is where they got the idea for number two because of number one here. There you go. So anyway, Blofeld gets his card. He's like twenty. Your move, Mister Bond. And Bond says, "I'll take a hit, dealer." And then Homer gives him a card. He says, Joker, you were supposed to take those out of the deck. And Homer's like, oh, sorry, here's another one. What's this card? Rules for draw and stud poker. And Mr. Blowfield goes, what a pity, Mr. Bond. And we, uh, see, odd, we see this odd job. And Jaws. And Jaws, two villains from the Bond universe, grab Bond and drag him out. Yes, and Bond's like, but but it's Homer's fault. I didn't lose. I never lose. Well, at least tell me the details of your pop for world domination. And number one goes, ho, ho, ho. I'm not going to fall for that again. So we had a whole James Bond scene going mm-hmm. on in here. I guess they had to do it with the casino. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, you didn't ask for his martini shaken, not stirred. Ah, that's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And so Marge... Greets Homer at the blackjack table. She's there. Hi, homie. Very happy to see him. Homer's like, hey, Marge. After your big tantrum against legalized gambling, I bet it feels pretty weird to be in the casino. And Marge is confused. She's like, I was for the casino. Strike three, Marge. I remember the meeting and I have a photographic memory. And then we have a little cutscene to Homer's oh, memory. Oh, goodness. We see Marge wearing a blue dress and having green hair. Which, of course, is they're transposed. Yes. Dress is supposed to be green. The pair is supposed to be blue. And then we see Homer, and he's jacked. Yes. He looks like Dave Bautista or something. He's jacked. Yeah. And Marge is uh, holding a rolling pin in her hand the yeah. whole time. We see an alien. Yeah. There's just, just bunch a bunch of nonsense of in the background, on. right? And we hear a version of Marge voice saying, legalized gambling is a bad idea. You can build a casino over my dead body. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and in Homer's memory, a random man says, for you, it's the president. And he hands him the phone with a tentacle. It's a tentacle hand, yeah. Uh-huh. And then Homer goes, yellow? 
and we flash back to the real world, right? Yes. And then I said to the president, get this, Marge. Marge? <laughs> She's gone. Yep. And so Marge is walking away from Homer. She's making no sense. And she sees a shiny quarter on the red carpet, right? And she picks it up and she says, I wonder if they have a lost and found. What a square. My goodness. Again, I say, what a square what Marge a square. is. Yeah. She's there with Ned as far as being square. Mm-hmm. And then she sees the 25 cent sign above a slot machine. She says, oh, what the hey. And she puts in the coin. She spins the wheels. And a little tune plays when it stops. And four quarters drop into the tray. And Marge is like, hmm. But this means Marge has officially been bitten by the bug now. Yep. And she's trying to leave with Maggie. Mm-hmm. But she stops at the door. Looks at her watch. Yeah, I guess she decides it's still early. And she turns back around and walks back to the casino floor. Yes, here we go. <clears throat> and so we cut to Bart's Treehouse Casino, and mm-hmm. it's a full house. We got a sign that says, Tonight, Mill House. Next week, an evening with Jimbo. And so, yeah. They have... wait, you, did you look at that odds board? No, I didn't see the details of that. Oh, it, was, it was kind of a bunch of like random stuff, like... Uh... Uh, when will Miss Hoover be angry by and stuff like that? <laughs> That's awesome. We'll get into the details of that. We're going to have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, we will. And so they have the odds board and uh, there's a buffet, apparently. And Jimbo is uh, working the uh, craps table with a rake. With a rake. With an actual yeah. rake. Because mm-hmm, they don't have the actual tool yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Bart's there. Greeting his guests, right? Hey, how's it going? Hey, good to see you. Okay, friends looking lucky. What's happening? Love the jacket. All those things. Yeah, he's trying to grease the wheels and keep people coming in. Yeah, Kids exactly. coming in. Exactly. So. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the episode. So we cut to a Millhouse's act. I guess he's trying to be a magician. Yes. He's got one of those paper uh, hats, those tall hats. With yeah. The top, the top hats. hat. Where you can see the little... Uh, piece of plastic tape holding the paper together and everything right and uh his act involves snowball too and the box of mystery box of mystery uh, <laughs> he says the cat goes in and he's trying to shove snowball into the box uh, but cats aren't like dogs yeah they don't they Always, don't play around yeah. as well now so the cat refuses to go in and Milhouse is trying to push it in. And, and the, the cat decides it's had enough. Yes. Takes a swipe at him, knocks off his top hat to reveal the other cat that he was going to use in his trick. Uh-huh. And they just go to town on Milhouse. It's actually a little disturbing to yeah. watch when you think it's, about it. It looks like they're jacking up his phaser. Like, yeah. You just see the claws, claws out and they are not stopping. And while this is going on, the crowd is just... Clapping. They really, really like Millhouse's act. <laughs> so then we go back to, to Burns's casino, and um, this is a reference to uh, Rain Man. Yes, because we have Homer dealing cards to a Dustin Hoffman lookalike, right? Uh, and uh, the guy next to him kind of looks like Tom Cruise a little bit. Uh huh. So Homer's like twenty-one. Do that card counting thing again. Come on, do it. Do it again. And of course, Raymond from from uh, Rain Man says, uh, definitely have to leave the table. <laughs> and Homer's like, no, please, 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 please. No, gotta watch Wapner. Leave the table. Yeah, leave the table. And then Homer grabs him by the arm. No! And Raymond says, ah, ah, he starts screaming. Ah, and he hits his head with his paw. Ah! Having an episode. Yes. And uh, shockingly, Homer imitates him. And he just starts going, ah, ah, say, oh my goodness. And we're talking about this. There is no chance in hell that this gets aired. This now. gets, well, it might get aired, but it wouldn't get made. Well, yeah, made. There it you wouldn't go. get made now. Whoever wrote that, they would find out the details. They'd post all of his details on yeah, Twitter. Oh my goodness. They would have a lynch mob outside of his house. Even even then, that was walking a very tight line. Yeah, it there. was. That was that's a real tight line. Even back even back then, I was like, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> now I wasn't gonna file a complaint over the SEC or FEC or anything. Yep. But still, 
How dare you mention the SEC in this, yeah, in this like, podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, change that real quick. How dare you? <laughs> Until we get it. That's different. <laughs> and so we're at the control room of the casino, and Smithers and Burns are watching everybody gamble. Right? And Burns has grown, grown hair, and he has got a stubble now. So Smithers, yeah. Smithers goes, sir, you haven't slept since the casino opened five days ago. And Burns is like, yeah, well, I've discovered the perfect business. People swarm in, empty their pockets, and scuttle off. Nothing can stop me now. Except microscopic germs. But we won't let that happen, will we, Smithers? And Smithers is like, uh, no, sir. Yeah, so Burns is starting to go a little wacky. A little wacky. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we cut back to the casino, and Marge is playing the slots, but she's playing two slot machines simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, Maggie is still with her. The baby is bored out of her mind. Yeah, she's just sitting there. And so she's spitting her pacifier into the air and catching it over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's her entertainment. Yes. But after she does it one too many times, yeah. the pacifier falls into this woman's cup of quarters as she's walking by. Mm -hmm. Of course, Maggie can't live without her passy, so she follows her along. Yes. Yes, she does. And so she's looking for the woman, and Marge hasn't even noticed that she left. Mm -hmm. And so she spots her with the pacifier. She climbs up the craps table, and a man says, Hey, baby on the table, that's good luck. And everybody cheers, and he throws the dice, and snake eyes. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody's like, boo! Yes, yes, yes. I guess the baby wasn't good luck for craps. Yes. Yep. And then we see uh, Gunther and Ernst leaving the circus room after their act is over. And then we see a slack-jawed yokel. Cletus, right? Cletus, slack-jawed yokel, yeah. Yep. And he's like, gosh, it must be exciting to live in the casino. There's a jaw. You know, having a party tonight. <laughs> and um, yes, guys. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Siegfried and Royd. Yep, yep. Yes, they prefer the company of men. <laughs> and so we come back to Maggie as she's pulling on the whiskers of Anastasia. <laughs> And she roars and tries to bite Maggie, but an unlikely hero here, Barney, notices and saves her. Yeah. And so he walks with Ma Maggie over to Marge. He's like, Marge, you got to watch out. Your little boy Bart could have been eaten by that pony. Oh, my goodness. Well, the intention was there. <clears throat> yeah. And Marge is like, oh, my goodness, thank you. I would have never forgiven myself. And she says, now you stay put, young lady. And she gives a new pacifier to Maggie, but she pulls it out of her hair, which is so weird. Disgusting. But she goes right back to pulling <clears throat> the handle on the slot machine. And then Barney's like watching, he's like, man, this that's classic compulsive behavior. And she sees a waitress walking by with three cups on it. He's like, wow, free beer. And he so chugs he, all yeah. three. But that third one wasn't beer. Yes, there's a man that says, buddy, those are my quarters. So Barney, as he does, he burps, and he starts burping quarters out. Yes, and it's just, and people are getting excited now. They're making a crowd around him. He's paying off. <laughs> so then we find out what 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 Krusty is doing during all of this, because now he's got a gig in the casino that's for adults only, and the show is at midnight. Mm -hmm. So we see Krusty walking into these. Stage, right? Yeah, he's smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't want to hit a sore spot, but can we talk about herpes? Herpes, herpes, bull burpees, banana, fana, full burpees, herpes. Ow, hey, that spot on Gorbachev's head? Herpes, trust me. Anybody here have herpes? Huh? Huh? And surprisingly, nobody answers, right? Um, wow, who the hell is gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. openly admit this? <laughs> and why would you ask anybody in the that? audience, Ugh, random people, uh, if they were infected oh, and crawling God. with herpes? Wow, so then he goes, You people are the worst audience I've ever seen. And a man says, You're the worst comedian we've ever seen. And Crusty's like, Oh, great. Well, we'll just sit here and silently for the next 90 minutes. Fine with us. And then Krusty just sits there really, really angry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, Krusty's not, not doing well at all. Mm -hmm. And so we come back to Mr. Burns' office, and he's even more of a germ freak now. 
and he's spraying disinfectant everywhere. And he's saying, they're all covered with filthy germs, aren't they, Smithers? Why, what do you mean, sir? And Burns sees like a zoom in of Smithers' face, and it zooms in on the germs that are crawling on his face. And the germs tell Mr. Burns, Freemasons run the country! And Burns freaks out, ew! Oh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's deep in! Yes, yes he is. And so, yeah, we go back to Marge now. And she is still playing the quarter slots. And Homer's like, Marge, you waited for me. She's like, huh? Okay, Marge, let's go. I'll catch up to you. Marge, I'm taking the car. I'll walk. This late? Through the bad neighborhood? Yeah. Marge? Go home, you're bad luck. Wait, I see what's happening here. You're just mad because everyone in this town loves gambling except you. Well, that's just sad. Homer proves to us that he cannot read a room. No. He can't even read his own wife. He's clueless. Totally clueless. Yep. So then Homer decides to walk off in disgust. But Marge isn't even paying attention. No, she's in. And so we are still in the casino, but it's deserted. Except for Marge. She's the only one gambling. And so Smithers comes up with the security guards. And he's like, uh... Marge, yeah. Yeah. Before anything, and then Marge's like, what? Like, excuse me, ma'am, don't you think you've gambled enough? No! Okay, well, we're required to, by law, to ask every 75 hours. Give her another free drink. There you go. So this woman's been in there, like, uh, three days? Yeah. What about her family? Exactly. Marge has a problem. Yes, she does. And we find out what's going on at home, because we cut back to the house, and... There's dishes everywhere. Uh, Snowball 2 is all over the place. And Lisa's just there saying, do you get the feeling this family is disintegrating? I mean, we haven't had a meal with Mom all week. She hasn't even started my costume for the geography pageant. And then Bar's like, pipe down, sister. I got to book a new act for tonight. Turns out that Liza Minnelli impersonator was really Liza Minnelli. Ugh. I don't know what Bart has against Liza Minnelli. Yeah, but apparently something. Yep. And so Homer's going through the house and he opens the refrigerator and Lisa complains. She's like, there's nothing to eat for breakfast. And Homer's like, you've got to improvise, Lisa. So he, he grabs stuff out of the fridge like cloves, Tom Collins mix, mix, frozen pie crust. And Lisa's like, maybe mom just doesn't realize we missed her. We could go down to the casino and let her know. Now, while she was talking, Homer got this big ass bowl. He poured in all of the clothes into the bowl. The Tom Collins mix, by the way, that's a mixed drink. This is just the uh, the mix the mix for it, right? Yeah. He pours everything into the bowl, and then he covers the bowl with the frozen pie crust. And he's like, "Ah, oh, come on, Lisa. There's no room. There's no reason to." And he takes a bite out of his concoction, and unsurprisingly, it does not taste pleasant at all because his face changes. Immediately, he's like, let's go see mom. Mm -hmm. Wow, there's very few things Homer won't eat, but there you go. Mm -hmm. And so we come back to Marge, and she is still gambling. Going crazy. Homer walks up, Marge, we need to talk. You're spending too much time at the casino, and I think you may have a problem. And Marge says, I won $60 last night. And Homer goes, woohoo, problem solved. And he snatches her quarters away, and and him and the kids walk away. Then we cut back to Mr. Burns, and he's even more far gone. He says, Smithers, I've designed a plane. I call it the Spruce Moose, and it will carry 200 passengers from New York's airport to the Belgian Congo in 17 minutes. And he's got the little model of it here. Yeah. Now, we should tell the, the audience here that what they're doing is... Is it a reference to who? To Howard Hughes, mm-hmm. the uh, legendary Howard Hughes, the aviation pioneer. Yep. Yeah. Also a rich man. Super rich man, but uh, apparently had some, at a time when mental illness was not, the knowledge wasn't where it's at now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had what, severe OCD, yes. now we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it's, yeah. got germ, crazy about germs, the same thing, hair grew, uh-huh. didn't leave. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a accurate, semi-accurate description of what happened, mm-hmm. the aviator. The aviator. It's pretty, it's all right. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. not bad. Yep. So, so, yeah. Anyway, so that's so, why he's talking about the plane. Yes. And, of course, the Spruce Moose was actually the world's largest plane, mm-hmm. and it was made out of wood. Crazy. Yes. 
I don't know if it actually worked or not, did it? Yeah, I don't I know. I think he just think lifted it off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the spruce mousse was the thing. Uh-huh. So then Smither goes, that's quite a nice model, sir. And Bird says, model? Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> he is losing grip on reality. Yeah. And so we come back to the Simpsons' house, and we just hear Lisa scream, Mom! And Homer's like, huh? What? What, Lisa? What's up? And he's like, I just had a bad dream. And Homer's like, oh, sure. You just lie down and tell me all about it. He's trying to be a good daddy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, she lays down. She says, well, I know it's absurd, but I dreamed the boogeyman was after me, and he's hiding under... And Homer goes, ah, boogeyman, you nail the windows, shut, I'll get the gun. And Homer goes into Bart's room, and he whispers to Bart, Bart, don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. And Bart <laughs> freaks out and goes, ah. So next thing we know, we cut to a scene where Homer and the kids are cowering Behind the sofa, which has been overturned, yes. and the bed, one of the mattresses, yes. is covering the overturned couch, and we hear a car pull up, the door open, and Marge walks in, but she gets greeted by a shotgun blast. Well, no, not a blast. Yeah, he's not just a blast. holding it. He's just and holding. He's shaking with it too, which yes. is not good. And, and then, then he tosses it aside, and that's when the shotgun yes, goes off. Yes. <laughs> and Marge is like, "What happened here?" And Homer's like, oh, nothing, Marge. Just a little incident involving the boogeyman. <laughs> and that's when he tosses the gun uh-huh. and it discharges. Now, by the way, that is very, very unusual that that would happen. Yeah, just tossing your gun aside wouldn't cause it to go off. No, something. Or I wouldn't recommend doing it on purpose. Yeah, don't do it on purpose. Yeah. Accidents happen. Don't do it on purpose. Though. Yes. But, uh. Someone usually has to pull the trigger. Yes. Or unless it lands in the most unlucky way possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, just so, to let everybody know. Mm-hmm. So Homer continues, Of course, none of this would ha- would have happened if you had been here to keep me from acting stupid. And Marge says, I'm sorry. I have been spending too much time at the casino. I'll be around more from now on. By the way, why is Homer blaming Marge for being stupid? I know, I know. So then Lisa goes, does this mean you'll help me with my costume? And Marge says, sure, honey, I promise. So she goes, thanks, Mom. And, and Marge hug hugs her. Yes. And Homer's like, oh, just like on TV. And, and then he trips over the ottoman, and we hear a laugh track, just yes. like on TV. Mm-hmm. And of course, we never hear the laugh track on The Simpsons. Exactly. But we did now. We did now. And so we cut to the airport the next day, and Bart is uh, holding up a sign that says, Robert Gouillet. Yes. And then uh, <clears throat> Goulet walks up. He's like, hi, are you from the casino? Or says, I'm from a casino. Good enough. Let's go. So um, he was supposed to be at Burns' casino. Yes. But, of course, he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So Smithers has to give Mr. Burns the bad news. He's like, I'm afraid Robert Goulet hasn't arrived yet, sir. And Burns says, hmm, very well. Begin the thawing of Jim Neighbors. Which, of course, is... Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle, yes. Golly! And so Bart is uh, taking his talent back to the casino on the handlebars of his bicycle. <laughs> and uh, as they get there, Mr. Gouillet sees Nelson spelling his name on the marquee, right, mm-hmm. on the board. And uh, he goes, are you sure this is a casino? I think I should call my manager. And Nelson says, your manager says for you to shut up. <laughs> and then Robert is like, Vera said that? Hmm. And he shuts yeah. up and he climbs up the, the ladder to get into Bart's Treehouse Casino. Yes. And so we cut to back inside the house and Lisa's running around in a panic. She says, Dad, Mom said she'd be home to help me with my costume and she's not. And the geography pageant is tonight. And then Homer's like, Lisa, your mom still loves you. It's just that she's got a career now. She's a slot jockey. <laughs> And so Lisa says, but dad, if I don't show up in a rubber suit shaped like the state of Florida, I'll be the laughing stock of the whole school. And Homer's not very happy. He's like, oh, it's always something, isn't it? First, I have to drive your pregnant mother to the hospital so she can give birth to you. Now this. My goodness, Homer. He's not even doing the bare minimum of parenting and he's complaining about it. But he gives it a try. Mm -hmm. You see him with a needle and a thread trying to put something together. He's going, ow, 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 every time he's sewing. So he uses the machine, uh-huh. and he just goes, 
Oh! Over and over again. Doesn't learn. No, he does not. Yes. And then we even see him lighting up a blowtorch. He clicks the, the spark open. And Lisa stops and like, uh, the costume. He's going to start working on the car <laughs> with a blowtorch. Yes. Um, that makes no sense whatsoever. No. But the costume is done. And Homer says, hello, Florida. And he tries to tape an orange to her. It looks like it's just like half the mattress or something. It's, it looks really bad. Uh-huh. And so Lisa's sad. She says, I, yeah. I'm not a state. I'm a monster. And then another one of my favorite parts here. Mm-hmm. Homer starts crying. He says, no, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor. And it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gamblor. That sounds like a bad He-Man villain. I know. It's so good. Uh, so Homer runs into the casino and calls for Marge. He's like, Marge, where are you? Damn this casino. And he punches his cardboard cutout of Robert Goulet. And he runs all around. He's really angry, right? He comes up to, uh, to this... Uh, the, the big wheel. The big wheel. Mm-hmm. He spins it around. And he came up double stars. And the guy and the, the guy working is like, everybody wins! Mm-hmm. And everybody's really happy at that. Then we see Principal Skinner. He's at the craps table. He's about to throw the dice. But what happens? Homer forces the dice from his hand. And... <laughs> He throws it himself, and you hear, seven, lucky seven. Again, everybody's happy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we see the old reporter, Dave Sutton, the uh, one that uh, that wrote the story about Blinky, the three-eyed fish. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's talking on the phone, minding his own business. And then? Uh, Homer just grabs it and says, he can't talk now. And he hangs it up. <laughs> and Dave's like, what the hell just happened, right? Yep. And uh, Mr. Burns is watching all this happen live on his monitors. Yes. And he tells Smithers, Smithers, I don't want that unpredictable lunatic working in my casino. Smithers goes, fine, we'll transfer him to the nuclear plant, sir. Ah, my beloved plant. How I miss her. Bah! To hell with this. Get my razors. Draw a bath. And get these Kleenex boxes off my feet. (laughs) For some reason, he's wearing them. Uh And Smithers goes, certainly, sir. Uh, What about the jars of urine? Oh, we'll hang on to those. Now to the plant. We'll take the spruce boots. And he picks up the one and says, hop in. Smithy goes, but sir. And then he pulls out a revolver and clicks it. And he says, I said, hop in. <laughs> okay, uh, so more to they're doing the Howard Hughes joke, of course, with the jars of urine. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, it was very, that was a notorious part of that story. God, it was disgusting. That is pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um. So then Homer <laughs> grabs Marge because when he finds her, he's like, you got to rid a kid for a yarrer. Marge is like, Homer, what is it? Slow down. Jarrer, get a further, redder, marrer. She says, think before you say each word. You broke a promise to your child. And Marge is like, what? You promised Lisa to help her with her costume. You made her cry. Then I cried. Then Maggie left. She's such a trooper. And Marge just finally it hits her. She goes, I didn't realize I'm so sorry. Marge, I want you to admit that you have a gambling problem. And she pauses and she says, you know, you're right, Homer. Maybe I should get some professional help. Homer's like, no, 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 no. That's too expensive. Just don't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we cut back to Bart's Casino and Robert Goulet is uh, singing a classic of... uh, Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its will, the Joker got away. Hey! And then he starts thanking the crowd. And he's right? spinning around. Spinning the microphone, which of course hits Millhouse right in the face. Oh, goodness. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, kid. <laughs> and uh, then we cut back to the geography pageant. Mm-hmm. And Principal Skinner is handing out awards. And he's like, and special awards go to the two kids who obviously had no help from their parents, Ralph, Wiggum, and Lisa Simpson. And Ralph's there saying, I'm Idaho. <laughs> he just walks up with a paper taped to his chest. He's got a regular sheet of paper just that says Idaho on his chest. Mm-hmm. And Skinner's like, yes, yes, of course you are. <laughs> so, 
So then we cut back to the casino and we see Marge and Homer walking out of the casino and along the waterfront. Front. And Homer goes, you know, Marge, for the first time in our marriage, I can finally look down my nose at you. You have a gambling problem. Marge says, that's true. Will you forgive me? Oh, sure. Remember when I got caught stealing all those watches from Sears? Mm-hmm. Well, that's nothing because you have a grambling problem. What did I see? Grambling. Grambling problem. Gambling problem. <laughs> and remember when I let that escape lunatic in the house because he was dressed like Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Well, you have a gambling problem. And she stops. She's like, Homer, when you forgive someone, you can't throw it back at them like that. Oh, what a jip. And they kiss. And then Homer goes, remember when? Homer. Oh, yeah, I forgot already. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. And we end the episode this way. (laughs) Uh, I have to say, there were a lot of little clever gags in this one. Oh, man. I love the whole Burns is turning into Howard Hughes part of it. I just, I remember that vividly. (laughs) Then Homer creating this monster gambler to blame Marge's problems on. That's so good. Bart, I have to tip my hat to that guy. Yeah, you made he, it work. He, he opened up his own casino. Yep. In his treehouse. Probably making more money than me right now. <laughs> right? Even Millhouse had an act. Yep. <laughs> hey, there's a reason why there's casino casinos everywhere in Vegas, guys. The house always wins. The house always does win. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn how to win and walk away. Yes. As I hate Kenny that. Rogers once sang. Yes. You gotta know. Mm-hmm. Because eventually you will lose it all. Yes, eventually you will. So, uh, on a scale of one to five, don't not give this one. Ooh, this one. This is a good one for me. I, I really enjoy this one. Again, I love the whole Howard Hughes reference, and <laughs> it's just so cool to see Mr. Burns run a casino. <laughs> and then even just the little parts in it with like the town meeting and all that. And how sexy he made his casino yes. with. Oh, how old is he? hundred and oh, something? Who knows? He lived through mckinley Nomics. Oh, God. McKinley died in 1901, guys. <laughs> this was in 1993, so that was a good 92 years, but... Apparently, he already had a business by then. He already then. had a business, or he was at least 20. So, that's what, 110? Something like that. Damn. Yeah. That's not the kind of person you want to see in a mermaid outfit with uh, seashells covering up no, his... No, it's not. No, not at all. Uh, but he did make the spruce moose. So. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he had a collection of jars of urine. Oh, my goodness. Um, for me, uh, it's not a... Uh, I know it's a perfect episode, but it is... It's a... Uh, it's a. I'll give it a four and a half. I'll give it a four and a half. It's, it's a half. not quite perfect. Maybe because of the recycled couch gag. Mm-hmm. But it, it's to me, it's it's one of those classic ones. Uh, top 10, I don't know. I would say top, for me, maybe top 20, though. Because it is a rather hilarious one. Yes, it is. I'll have to agree with you. It is not a five donut episode. It is really good, though. Uh, this is one of the memorable ones that I remember almost vividly back from when I was uh, a young 18-year-old dumbass running around the streets of Southmost. Woo! Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, what's not to like about this episode? Uh, making fun of the Brits. Yeah. Uh, Henry or, Kissinger was in it. <laughs> yes, Henry Kissinger, the very dignified Henry Kissinger. <laughs> yes. Dropped his glasses in the toilet bowl, yeah. and Homer just slapped him on his own face. He was the man that wrote the Paris Peace of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, well, I agree with you. It's a solid four point five donut episode uh is there anything we missed that you think we need to address in this one no I, I do like the town meeting how everybody looks at marge yes they're expecting her to and just yeah rain on the parade mm-hmm. be the wet blanket at the party she is the town wet blanket so they that's what they expected but the reverend lovejoy line aged well oh god it's still very very valid today <laughs> that as long as the government approves from it it's all right I remember young Jasper's cool. Yes. Wearing that zoot suit and that black, <laughs> thick black beard. So good. Uh, 
Anything uh, before we leave? No. Um, good to be back. Try to get back in the swing of things. Yes. We'll get back to regular schedule. Yes. And uh, in memory of our actually getting back to work, mm-hmm. I will make a meme or two out of this episode. Yes. So uh, feel free to follow our Instagram page, official underscore homers underscore donuts. Mm-hmm. Give us a like. Follow it. And speaking of in memory, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to uh, Betty White. Oh, God. The legendary Betty White. Yes. And also to the great, the legendary, John Matt. <laughs> Those two hurt. Yeah. I will say this. If anybody dares talk trash about Betty White. Yes. How dare you? Yes. Uh, get ready to take a, take one in the gut. We're throwing hands. Yes. We're throwing yes. hands. Yeah. That lady did nothing but provide us hours of entertainment. I have never understood that I don't even know where it comes from that people say that women are not funny I've never thought that no, Betty White no. there's, oh my there's god one of the funniest ladies oh by the way my uh, her favorite role for me hmm. was when she played uh, Red's mother in the 70s show oh and my god she goodness. was an absolute bitch to Kitty yes <laughs> oh my god that is so good that is good mm-hmm. she's a legend man yeah I enjoyed her when she came out in Community too, mm-hmm. but that seventy show, that performance, oh my god! I loved her foul mouth in that horrible movie Lake Placid. Oh yes, she's the cranky old lady. She's feeding the, the gator. Yeah, yeah, uh, so good. Mm-hmm. But yes, and of course John Madden. Boom. Yes, the has anybody replaced him really? There's no John Madden, dude. No, I mean like. I, I mean, guess Craigman, Tony Romo, they're good. Troy's but... cool. Troy's cool. Um, Boomer's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nobody's nobody's John Madden. No, no, nobody's John Madden. John and Pat. Pat Summerall. Mm-hmm. He was a punter, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he coached a little bit too, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. So, oh yeah. Oof. Losing John Madden. That hurts. Yes. <laughs> that was a bad way to end 2021. I know. Man, Betty White was what a couple weeks away from being 100. Yeah. Oh. Just a tragic, tragic event. God played the last joke on that one. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Well, in uh, fond memory. Yes, yes. And until next week, au revoir, suckers. <laughs>